the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, yeah. I'm all jacked up, all fired up. Chili peppers next summer. Can't wait. Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz on a Thursday. Thanks to our buddy Brian Bacco for joining us in the last segment of the show. Some of you guys giving him grief on Twitter for picking Seattle. Hey, take it easy on our mans, all right? I mean, give him some grief, but take it easy at the same time. You know how to walk that balance, don't you? Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. I want to uh, play some comments from Mike Tomlin here in this segment talking about... um, you know, developing cohesion and chemistry on this team, on the defense and on the offense as the season rolls along. But first, as we always do, you know, I gots to get to some of your tweets. So let's do it here on Twitter at Wesley Euler. If you want to get involved with the show, uh, David tweets me and says, if last week's game was considered a must win, what kind of importance do you put on Sunday night's game to me with this young team going into a bye week uh, with another win and sitting at 500 is crucial for a legit run the rest of the way out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought that I thought that last week's game against Denver was a can't lose, right? And I know that that's I'm kind of cheating there. What's the difference between a can't lose and a must win, right? Well, I mean, it wasn't technically a must win. I guess they're really not technically must wins until you're either out of the playoff spot or you're in the postseason, right? And you lose and you go home. But you couldn't lose to Denver last week. You couldn't lose four games in a row. You couldn't lose your first three home games of the season. It just couldn't happen. It didn't matter how it looked to me. This was something we talked about too, right? I didn't care if the Steelers beat the Broncos 3-2 to or 55-54 to or somewhere in between. They just had to win. They couldn't lose that game on Sunday to Denver, and they got the job done. And they played well, and they did a lot of good things in the process, a lot of things that should make you feel better about the rest of the season, the outlook of the rest of the season. But this, to me, is the swing game on Sunday. This to me really determines the you know the first third of the season because I I don't know if I consider it a must win because at two and four they're not out of the division race if they fall to two and four but then they beat the Browns and go to three and four you could easily see them getting to five and four because then they'd have the Lions and the Bears coming up next so it, it it's not the end of the world if they lose on Sunday to Seattle. But man, there is a huge difference between 3-3 three and three and 2-4. and four. I don't think we need to sugarcoat that either. You had a rough start to the season. You've had some tough injuries already. But if you can get through all that, you can battle through that adversity. You've struggled on offense, right? If you can battle through all that, if you can get to 3-3 three and three at the bye week, lick your wounds, reset a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you got the Browns on the road, and then you got two favorable games at home against the Lions and the Bears. Worst case scenario, you should be 5-4. and four. If the Steelers win Sunday night at home against Seattle, worst case scenario in a couple weeks, they should be five and four. And that is a great place to be from where we all were, you know, this time last week. I I don't know if I consider it a must win. I I don't because at two and four, there's, there's still some slight chance there when you look at the rest of the schedule, but man, for a young team, to, to get that confidence back, to go into the bye week at 500, I do think, I'm with you, David, is, is if you want to have a, a legit run the rest of the way out, I think you got to get to 3-3. Three and three. Your season's not over if you're at 2-4. and four. But if it, it, you, you, man, it just, it, you're so much more optimistic at 3-3 three and three heading into the bye week. 
The lit one, Rebecca, taunts Brian Bacco and says, wait, did you see that Russell Wilson is out? Come on, man. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one, Rebecca. Um... Annie says to me, I hate the root against my WVU brethren, but that's exactly what's going to happen this week. Sorry, not sorry, Gino. I hope Gino plays well, but did the Steelers win? You know? Gino plays well, Steelers win. That's what I'm rooting for. Rock in the Truck tweets, congrats on the upcoming poppage. <laughs> Let's pray for a healthy baby, hopefully Moats to get well soon. Now down to business. Now that we've seen the blueprint, does that change expectations for the Steelers as far as record playoffs and standings. I'll tell you what, Rock, if they win on Sunday, I know, look, after the, the the three straight losses to the Raiders, to the Bengals, to the Packers, a lot of us recalibrated those expectations, right? We thought, okay, this team, you know, they might win eight or nine games. They probably won't make the playoffs. You know, they might finish third or fourth in the division. Now, though, if you're at three and three, it changes everything. It really does. That that that's what I'm waiting for. I I still think the Steelers right now are a slightly over 500 team. But if you go out and you put together another performance against Seattle on Sunday that's impressive, that looks like the offense is taking a step forward, man, all bets are off. Because the schedule is tough down the stretch. It certainly is. But again, we all thought that this game against Seattle was a big daunting game, and and now you catch a break and you don't have to see Russell Wilson. So. It's the NFL, right? Things change so quickly, so rapidly, week-to-week basis. Just take care of business on Sunday. And I think, yes, I think a lot of that optimism that we all had uh, going into the season and certainly after the Buffalo game will start to return. But that that blueprint has to be followed. you got to run the football. you got to limit the amount of times you're putting the ball in the air. The defense has to lead the way. Still need more turnovers from the defense. One turnover from this defense Ain't going to cut it. Let's let's create some splash out there. That has to be part of the blueprint as well. The lit one, Rebecca, says, if Ben went somewhere else to end his career, how would Steeler Nation react? I'd have a love-hate relationship. Um, you know, Rebecca, that's an interesting question. That's a, uh, whew, that's a can of worms hypothetical here. I think it would all depend on where Ben went, right? Like, if Ben Roethlisberger... After this season, if Ben said, I want to play one more year, and the Steelers said, thanks, but no thanks, which I don't think this is going to happen, by the way. I want to, I want to preface this up front. I don't think this is going to happen, but I'm doing pure hypothetical here. I got nothing but time to kill and questions to answer. If, if Ben went and finished his career one more year next season with the Minnesota Vikings, would we really be that upset? If Ben signed a one-year deal next year with the Houston Texans, I don't know. Would we really be that upset? I don't think we would. Now, it's not going to happen in division because every team in the division has a, a young quarterback. But like if Ben went to the Ravens or the Browns or the Bengals, maybe it would be different. If Ben signed with the Cowboys or the Patriots, maybe it would be a little bit different. But I, I don't think there would be much vitriol. I, I really don't. If... If Ben signed a one-year deal with the Miami Dolphins, is everybody really going to hate him? I, I don't think so. Um, in fact, I think uh, I think more people would be upset with the Steelers, you know, for for letting him walk, for for letting him go somewhere else. Steeler Nation nine twenty tweets: 
and says, Wes, you're a master of your craft, which makes you strive for excellence. Continue listening to yourself. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Nation920. Uh, if you could trade for any player not named Aaron Rodgers, who would you trade from the Steelers and who would you trade for? Oh, geez. Well, that's an easy one. I would trade... <laughs> I'd trade Mason Rudolph for Justin Herbert. I mean, why not? And then there we go. There we got our next quarterback. We're good to go. Um, or I'd trade, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd trade a offensive lineman for Quentin Nelson or for Rashawn Slater or for Tristan Wirfs. I don't think, honestly, if I could add any player to the Steelers right now, I, I don't think it would be Aaron Rodgers. It would either be one of these stud, like, 22-year-old quarterbacks, because then we got the next era right there, or it would be one of these really stud, young offensive linemen. That's the way that I would go. Um, who laid the hit that ended Brett Favre's consecutive uh, starts record? That would be the body, Mr. Arthur Motes. And then last question from Steeler Nation 920 says, what is the best beer, in your opinion, your favorite beer? Oh, man. My favorite beer is a German beer. It's hard to find, but it's called Weinstefan. <laughs> it's, it's one of the oldest beers in the world. Weinstefan is my favorite beer. It's a German beer. But, I, man, I, I love Fathead's beers. Um, I love Gogglefogger and Bumbleberry from Fathead's. Um, I'm a Canadian beer guy, too. Love Labatt. Love Molson. Um, and there's some good beers around Pittsburgh. I like a lot of the beers that Grist House does. I like a lot of the beers that 11th Hour does. But if I was stuck on a desert island, all right, maybe this is the best way to do it. Stuck on a desert island, I can only have three beers for the rest of my life. I would go Weinstefan. I would go Molson. And something from Fatheads. Maybe Bumbleberry. Maybe Gogglefogger. Good question, though. Sensei tweets and says, I think Cam Hayward brought up a great point with Terrell Edmonds. You don't hear his name called a lot, which in the secondary is a good thing, not to mention that clutch cover he had in the end zone last week. Yeah, Listen, I I know that a, a lot of Steelers fans don't like Edmonds, and I get that you know, first-round pick, you want more um, splash on the back end, but Terrell Edmonds is a solid football player. He's not a perfect football player. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's, at, he's, he's been a 4.0 GPA in every single game this year. But Terrell Edmonds does more good for this defense than he does bad. I, I, I can say that for sure. He's a good player. Maybe he's not a great player, but he's a good player. Cuban Dan tweets and says, How fitting is it that uh, the Big Papa was playing in the background while Cam Hayward was speaking there in the first segment? Huh! Baby, baby! Uh, Zach says make sure to pack your TV if your daughter is born on Sunday the hospital ones are always way too small good luck to you and your wife hey thanks Zach I appreciate it man Um, what I'm hoping All right, can I be selfish here for a moment can I peel back the the curtain of transparency for you guys the due date's Monday the 18th okay this coming Monday the 18th is the day that my, my, my wife is due to give birth selfishly if I you know if I was God and I could plan this whole thing out I would have baby Euler be born on Tuesday. Okay? And here's why. Sunday night's the game. Monday, come back in here. Talk about the game. Break down the game. Monday shows are always fun, right? It's just a pure reactionary day. And then Tuesday, I'll start to take my my two weeks off for leave because it's the bye week and we won't have anything to talk about. It'll be perfect. 
<laughs> but thanks to everybody, seriously, who has, who has tweeted well wishes. I do really appreciate it. All right, G-Rob tweets me about the Chili Peppers. Uh, Need that new album for my mental well-being, says uh, they're the best concert I've ever been to. Saw the Chili Peppers and the Foo Fighters. I don't have tickets for next summer yet, but now you've got me thinking maybe Chicago. G-Rob, I was thinking about Chicago as well, too. I'm going to see them in New York City and, and Philly. I was thinking maybe maybe Toronto or Chicago as well. I'm a big concert guy, man. I love summertime concerts, uh, and I've been wanting to see the Chili Peppers with Frashanti back in the band desperately i saw the chili peppers in philly like four or five years ago but for shanti wasn't with the band then and it was still a lot of fun and josh klinghoffer is a great guitar player but john for shanti is is one of my favorites um he's amazing and uh and i i can't wait for 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 rhcp shows faux show all right let me do a refresh here of the tweets Yenzer uh, Steve says, why hasn't Witherspoon gotten a helmet yet? This is starting to remind me of the Brandon Boykin trade, and I think people don't like Edmonds uh, because they had a chance at drafting Lamar Jackson instead. Whew. That's a good point there, Yenzer Steve. Although, if the Steelers would have drafted Lamar Jackson, would he, would he have played yet? I mean, I guess he would have, right, when, when Ben was out with the elbow surgery. So, yes. Um, but oh man, that's a whole interesting alternate universe can of worms. Um, and in terms of Witherspoon getting a helmet, I mean, he, he did against the Raiders, um, and was part of that, that big touchdown to, uh, to Henry Ruggs. I, I'm surprised though, that we haven't seen more of him because it's not like the Steelers just plucked him, you know, out of free agency to, uh, you know, just to, to fill a role. To, to, to occupy a spot for a depth position. They traded for this guy. That makes me think that they had at least something in in mind for him. Um, but yeah, I have been surprised for the the lack of reps, the lack of spin for Witherspoon as well, too. Uh, Steel City Champ says, you just jinxed yourself. Baby is now coming Sunday night. Uh, maybe I did. Ah, crap. Steeler Nation 920 says, no spotted cow for your beers. Um... See, that's the thing. Like, I, I love Spotted Cow, but I've only had it a few times, you know? I need it, I need it more regularly for it to be in the lexicon like that. Um, and he says, if Ben weren't somewhere else, as long as it's not Green Bay, I'd be okay with it. Well, yeah, I know you wouldn't know I'd have to deal with that up there, Mr. 920. Um, Wallace says, I take back calling you a heathen for your choice of Oktoberfest beers for Wine Stefan. It's the best, Wallace. It is the absolute best, man. All right, quick story, fun fun story for you real quick. You guys know this. My first big boy job in this industry, right? I, I worked for the hockey team in Ohio. That's when we used to travel to Wisconsin all the time, and I would drink the Spotted Cow. I worked for the Youngstown Phantoms hockey team in, uh, in Ohio, and we used to play. There was a team in our league, the Chicago Steel, so we'd make a couple trips every season to Chicago. We always stayed at the same hotel in Chicago, and there was a bar right beside our hotel. I'm, of course, I'm forgetting what it's called now, but they had Weinstepan on tap. Oh, it was amazing. And so every time we'd get into Chicago, literally, like, we'd get into Chicago, everyone would, like, check in, we'd go up to our room and, like, drop our stuff, and then we'd all meet at this bar, and we'd just be ordering Weinstepan on tap. It is, oh, it is chef's kiss. It is such a great beer. I love it. Randy says, 
Um, you're pumped. You got tickets to the Red Hot Chili Peppers yesterday. I won Steelers Bears tickets. That's awesome. I love it. Randy checking in a little early with the Steelers prediction for the Seahawks game. I'll save the score, Randy. Uh, but he says Najee's going over 100 yards again. Gino getting sacked five times. Uh, Schobert and Joe Hayden with interceptions. Well, if that's the case, I think the Steelers would win nice and comfortably. All right, let me check here. Make sure. I know we got some... Uh, from some more tweets. Cuban Dan says, shout out to Brian Backo for picking against the Steelers. Feeling good about nailing down this win on Sunday. Yay! Backo is like three years running with a losing record here on the show. So you guys should be happy when he when he, uh, when he he picks against the Steelers. <laughs> That's what Steel City Champ says too. I see what Brian did. Picking them to lose, meaning they'll win. Uh, let's see here. Ben says, thoughts on the sweet come from behind win for the United States men national team last night and that insane goal from Dest. Yeah, Serginho Dest. How about that ripper, huh, Ben? My goodness. Left-footed curler up into the corner, the Barcelona kid. That was a much-needed win for the national team last night against Costa Rica, for sure. Um, different lineup. Not necessarily all hands on deck for the USA, but you at home especially... Uh, you got to find ways to win that game. It obviously started out horribly. You give up a goal in the first minute of the game. That's not how you want to start. But all is well that ends well. Big 2-1 victory. Um, and maybe a <sighs> an exhale, a deep breath around you know the national team camp as they get an important three wins. But yeah, Dest is, man, he's, he's one to keep an eye on. There's a reason that that kid plays for Barcelona, and it's because he's a stud, and, uh, and he's got a chance to be one of the, the better American soccer players. Uh, that we've ever seen. Yeah, big win for the men's national team last night. Um, <laughs> Rebecca says, are we allowed to live in hypotheticals since Motsi is out? <laughs> hey, when Motsi, when mom and dad are away, the kids will play, right? Hey, what Motsi doesn't know, don't hurt him. Steelers Man 7 says, could Sunday be a coming out day for Muth? He's looking promising. Man, I hope so. I've been, whatever analogy you want to use, I've been banging the drum. I've been pounding the table for more for Iremuth. They got to start attacking the center of the field against defenses. With tight ends, that's one of the cheat codes for offenses in the NFL nowadays. Two targets for Pat last week is not enough. You drafted this guy in the second round, and it's it's now week six, all right? He's got to be more comfortable. He's got to be taking on more responsibility it's got to happen because you're right. He does look promising. And when they do target him, good things happen. He's just not getting many looks. I, I, I want to see him get more spin. It's starting to come together for Najee Harris. You need the same to happen for Pat Fryermuth. Those two have to play big roles in the offense. Adam says, I like the Chili Peppers vibe you got going on. I can tell you're excited. Soul to Squeeze is one of my favorite. You know, Dale Lolly is constantly hating on the Chili Peppers, right? Yeah, Dale and I have a love-hate music relationship. We love a lot of the same music. Dale hates a lot of the music that I like. Um, you know, Dale and I, you'll like this one, Adam. Uh, in the precedented times, you know, Dale, Matt Williamson, and I, we'd always load up one of the vehicles here at iHeartRadio Pittsburgh, and we'd drive about five hours each, each way, you know, 10 hours round trip to the Combine in Indianapolis every February. The three of us uh, three times have made that trek across the Ohio Turnpike into Indy, and we always have some interesting music conversations because I think those guys... In a lot of ways, they uh, they respect the old music soul that I have. You know, I can I can talk Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and Rolling Stones and Grateful Dead with those guys, um, but also a lot of the '90s bands like Pearl Jam that, that they love. Um, I'm hip to as well, but there are some that we disagree on. 
Uh, Dale hates the Chili Peppers. Dale hates Dave Matthews Band. I'm not like a, a Chili pe- Like I'm not going to war over the Chili Peppers. I'm not going to war over Dave Matthews Band, but I certainly like both. Um, and I'm I'm very excited to see the Chili Peppers with John Frusciante back. That's the that's the four piece set you need for the Chili Peppers. Um, and I'm pumped for that one. I'm pumped for this summer for concerts. Can't wait. Can't wait. Got some Bill Burr tickets this week as well, too. Going to see Bill Burr uh, in Pittsburgh in April. Can't wait for that. Love a good comedy show. Um, and yeah, I just, I, man, I love shows in general. Concerts, shows, all that stuff. I, I love it. I love live events, sporting events, concerts, stand-up comedy. You name it. I'm there for it. Julie tweets and says, Cody White is going to score a touchdown this weekend. He's someone they like. Good blocker, too. It wouldn't surprise me. I, they're, they're going to have all... You're going to see a heavy dose of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, for sure. We all know that. But after that, it's all up for grabs. And, and we all kind of assume that James Washington is going to get a big chunk of those snaps, and I think that he'll get... How do I want to put this? The first crack at it, the first opportunity at it. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be exclusively all number 13. Raymond McLeod's going to get more spin. Cody White's going to get more spin. There's going to be opportunity out there for everyone. Steeler Nation 920 says, how do you feel about Bill Cowher's message to Matt Canada? That was, that was I tell you what, that was classic Bill Cowher with the jaw, wasn't it? Uh, that was, that was, man, I did not want to be on the other end of one of those Bill Cowher messages. That is for sure. Um, but I, I, you love the passion from Bill Cower. The dude, the dude just hasn't lost it. The dude has a, a, a large chunk of Pittsburgh on his heart, on his soul. And, uh, and yeah, and, and we all, we all know that, that, that Bill Cower, man, he's, he hasn't lost that, that fire. He hasn't lost that passion. And, uh, and you certainly saw that on Sunday on the pregame. And I think, listen, I, I think, Maybe all of us, we were a little naive in, in a sense of thinking that the offense would come together very quickly. We live in a, an instant gratification world, right? I'm a millennial, so I'm able to preach on this. I'm, I'm standing on the soapbox, right? I'm, I'm from the instant gratification generation. We don't like to wait for things to develop. We don't like for things to take time. We want it, and we want it now. But... New offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach, very forward-thinking offensive coordinator as well, too. Uh, four new starters on the offensive line, four rookie starters on the offense in total. In hindsight, it's, it's easy to see that this was always going to take time. But it does feel like, you know, last week I preached about how, um, I preached about how the Steelers, like it felt like how Ben Roethlisberger and Matt Canada needed to have a come-to-Jesus moment. Right, how they they couldn't do the stubborn thing, they couldn't do the pride thing. They had to find middle ground that worked for both of them. I think we started to see that on Sunday. If you once, if you listen, there's we've had a lot of sunshine and rainbows on the show this week. Maybe that's chief most amongst them. If you want the optimism, if you want the glass half full, it feels like Sunday was the first time we really saw Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger on the same page. Maybe even in the same book, on the same chapter. But they definitely felt like they started to find some middle ground. They started to find some things that worked. And hopefully they're only going to build on that. That's the goal, at least. And that's what they've got an opportunity to do against a Seattle defense that 
can certainly be had. I, I don't think Seattle's defense is as terrible as they've looked the last couple weeks. They, they certainly have some individual playmakers. But there's, there's real opportunity for the Steelers' offense to take what they did against Denver and to continue to build on that. And if they do that and they get a win in the process, oh, buddy, we're all going to be feeling really good heading into the bye week, and then all eyes are going to be on that game in Cleveland against the Browns. That would set up what would be a five-star matchup for sure. Let's cross our fingers and hope it all comes to fruition because that would be a lot of fun Halloween weekend to close out the month if it looks like the Steelers take another step forward this weekend, if they get another victory, 3-3, three and three, back in the fold, and now head into Cleveland with the Browns in their sights. That's what we want. Let's go make it happen on Sunday. Steelers Man 7 tweets me and says, you're going to need a part-time nanny for all your concerts next year. <laughs> I'll bring Olivia with me. No, you're right. I'm, I'm fortunate. Uh, both my wife and I, we have... Uh, we both have mothers who who are who are ready to be grandmothers. Olivia, Olivia is the first grandchild for 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 my mom and for my mother-in-law. So she's going to be spoiled. She's going to have plenty of grandma time around. Um, I don't think babysitting will be an issue. Although I'm sure we won't want to leave her side very much. But I don't think babysitting will be an issue either. We'll have that's the that's the balance, kind of like Matt Canada and Ben Roethlisberger that we'll have to strike <laughs> next season. Oh, let me do one more refresh here. See if we got any last tweets. Da, 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 da. That looks like all we got for today, folks. Uh, again, I know I say this. I sound like a broken record. I'm redundant, but it's because I mean it. I really appreciate you guys on Twitter. I mean, I just did 27 minutes here answering your tweets. And it doesn't happen very often. You guys are great. Um, especially this week with Moats being out. You guys have really come through to, to help me out on the Twitter.com. Give me more to talk about. Be a part of the show. Um, all of you. I, I seriously do appreciate it. I really do. I wish I could, I wish I could buy Yins all a beer. We could all go down on a North Shore and watch a Stiller game together on Sunday. Maybe one of these years. That's the goal, right? The goal with this show, I think it just hit me. The goal with this show is... To have us get big enough, Moats and I get big enough, successful enough show that we can get a suite at Heinz Field, right? And we can just invite all the power grid and all the megawatts. You know, we can have like a 20-something, 30-something person suite, and we can all just throw down and have the time of our lives. Sound like a plan to you guys? Sounds like a plan to me. We'll keep building towards that. Uh, thanks to our buddy Brian Backo for joining the show today, as he always does on Thursday. And again, a big shout out to all you guys who uh, who tweeted in your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions uh, to help me out here. It's yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you; it is a little tough. It is a little tough going solo, especially because you know I do the solo show on ESPN as well too. So a lot of these days, it's like five straight hours of solo radio for me. It is difficult. Um, so I, I appreciate you guys as always. Um, Chiming in and helping me out. Ben tweets and says, will baby Olivia be wrapped in a terrible towel? For sure. Although, Ben, you know, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. You guys will all get a kick out of this. I think I've shared this before. I know I've shared this before, but for those of you who missed it, right? So, so my wife's from Philly. Her whole family's from Philly. Her, her, my mother-in-law, my wife's mom, is a, the, the biggest, biggest Eagles fan I know. They've been Eagles season ticket holders for like 40 years. I mean, you know, she cried for a week after the Eagles finally won the Super Bowl a few years ago. They are massive Eagles fans. So there's like this civil war going on of, you know, we've got obviously Steelers gear, we've got Eagles gear, we've got a ton of WVU stuff, obviously, that's the middle ground. 
I've just put my foot down, and I've said, listen, if Olivia has an Eagles jersey, that's okay with me. I got no quarrel with them, but none of that stinking orange. No daughter of mine will be wearing any of that Philadelphia Flyers puke orange. Not up in here. But yeah, she's going to be wrapped in a terrible towel. She's going to have Penguins onesie, WVU onesie. We're going to do the whole thing. I appreciate the heck out of all of you guys. Let's do it again tomorrow, right? We'll have Five Star Friday. I'll sing the Here We Go song. We'll get to all your predictions, all that good stuff, all the bells and whistles tomorrow for our last show of the week as we continue to look ahead to Seattle and Steelers Sunday at Heinz Field. I love yins, and I'll talk to yins tomorrow. Same time, same place. High noon. And as always, on your 24-7, home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.